With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballers. I am your host, Hunter, and this week I am joined by Steve Stokes, Bright Foot, and It's Haber, YouTube FIFA streaming legend. How you doing, Haber? Legend? I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a legend, but I'm good, man. How are you? You good? I'm good, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And I've seen your streams and your content, man. It's legendary stuff. It's quality. It's really quality. <laughs> I feel like in podcasts, it's, that's, that's like the go-to. You just you just compliment the guests. Even though it's, there's nothing I do, I just do share plays. There's nothing legendary about what I do, but I appreciate it. I'll take it off, mate. My ego needs it. You know what I mean? Well, you got quite the following, so you're doing something right. <laughs> Steve, how are you, man? I'm good. Just sitting here wondering, as usual, whenever I'm going to be introduced as being legendary. Just doesn't seem to happen. Been waiting years now. Mm, you've passed that. You're past your prime, man. Passed it. Thanks. I want to. I want to be a special guest on somebody else's podcast. Where it'll be nice to me. Paul, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm really good. Been working from home today. Been interested, but you know. Wait. Don't take this the wrong way, but you're working from home. Does that mean you have homeless people in your home? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It means I've got to try manage homeless people from home, which is quite the task. Yeah. Don't you think you're taking the piss? No. <laughs> yeah. Hi, guys. I'm just at home. Um, I'll let you into a little thing here. When I first started this job, we used to have to get our clients to leave the hostel on a morning at eight o'clock. And I once said, come on, guys, don't you have homes to go to? And <laughs> as soon as I'd said it, I was like... You're a fucking asshole, man. <laughs> and, and I said, I am a dickhead. Yeah. And they just looked at me like nodding in agreement. But, you know, sometimes you just say things. Well, often I say things that I think, you're a dickhead. Normally I tweet them, to be fair. <laughs> I was going to say, you just tweet them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. I've never made myself a dickhead. Never. I, uh, <laughs> I'm exceptionary. I am honestly just perfect online. And I've noticed you never get any grief off people on Twitter. Never. It's amazing. I, I, I just live the perfect life. To be honest, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> honestly, so blessed. Yeah, it's quite the feat to be flawless on Twitter these days. Anyways, this week we're going to talk about footies mainly. 
going to get into content and we're going to chat a little bit about uh, something off topic. We're going to talk about Messi later and where we think he might land. But hey, bro, I'm going to come to you first. Footies, uh, I know you're, you're a big content guy. You've uh, got a lot of YouTube content you put out. I watched a few of your videos here lately. You've been doing a lot of footies and chair play, stuff like that. How does this footy stack up to previous editions of footies, in your opinion? I'd be lying if I said I remembered anything past last year, to be honest. I, I, my, my brain's like a sieve. I go year on year, FIFA fries me, and then I forget. This year's been good, though. I mean, this year's been a, a solid year for footies. I think that uh, the content has been, you know, above, I'd say above average. I think they could have done a, a little bit more here and there, but no, they've, they've got something for pretty much everyone this year, which is for once a bit of a change. You know, you got something for the grinder, something for the spender, something for the casual menu guys. So I, I think it's solid. I think probably a little bit better than last year. I don't remember the years before that. I can't lie to you, but yeah, no, I think it's, uh, I think it's solid. Yeah. I mean, uh, today we just got, we had the uh, Alex Witzel and the Thomas Mounier. And then a few days ago, we had the Akandri. That's three powerful Bundesliga players. Steve, you were talking about it before the pod. Uh, are you going to be doing the uh, the grind once it's available on Xbox? Because apparently it's not currently, right? Yeah, the friendly seems to have gone missing somewhere, which is quite ironic because I was thinking that those three players are going to form some sort of Bermuda Triangle where attacks are going to go missing, but it looks like the uh, the friendly's objectives has disappeared into it as well. But there's something I'll have to do because it's this fairly new account that I'm running, so it'd be pretty foolish not to do them. That's going to be a ridiculously overpowered triangle because you're going to get green links with all of them. My my account is new, as I was saying, and I've currently, I'm looking at it now, I've, I've got five footies cards in the starting 11. And this account's like, what, a month old, maybe five weeks? So it's given a real opportunity for people to build real powerhouse teams really quickly. You know, maybe people who've picked the game up after, after a while that have come back to it in the summer. Um, if there are people crazy enough to do that. But yeah, it's a team built in a month without spending any FIFA points at all. It's currently rated 93 with, with 100 chemistry. It's crazy that the power curve has just gone absolutely through the roof. We're, we're at that time of year, aren't we, really, where it's just it's silly season. But it's good. I, I like it. Been a good primer. Yeah. I mean, we have just a little over 50 days left of this cycle before, uh, I think, the full launch of, of 22. Paul, how are you getting on with FIFA these days? You've been playing much? What mode have you been playing? Yeah, I've been playing. I got a towel done this week, which was painful because I did it in Rivals, but what a card. And I love this time of year. There's so many mad cards, can use so many different teams. And I, I just think it's really good for, for the whole community. There's loads of people who may not get chance to use mad cards throughout the year. And, you know, now this is the time. People can build, like Steve was saying, in a month, he's got an absolute crazy team. I've got another friend who's not played much at all this year and then he's come on in the last three weeks and built a, an insane team that can be competitive in weekend league. It's good. Yeah. We also got the El Shirawe card, which I remember the flashback that came out, I don't know, a couple of months ago, but this new one, 95 rated, 90s everywhere except for defense, but you don't need that on your left winger. You going to be doing that one, Paul? Yeah, I did it straight away. I th- when it came out, I thought it was too cheap. I thought they'd maybe made a mistake. So I quickly did it just in case. Yeah. But it's such good value. Yeah, so, you know, it's, what is it, 50k maybe? Because rares have gone through the roof. Yeah. Like, a lot of the rares were selling at sort of 7, 8k on Xbox. Yeah, Haber, I was watching your stream before this. I saw that you did knock him out, right? Everybody in your chat was saying that they thought it was glitched. Yeah, yeah, I the exact same thing. I thought it was bugged. I was like, "There's no way this is this cheap." Only four squads, so yeah. I got it done ASAP. I mean, it's a sick card, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. a really nice card. So 
Who knows when we get a um, Italian league weekend league plus as well? That'd be perfect for that. I've just looked at it. I mean, a sort of live take on this. I can't believe that it's four squads and the highest rated is is eighty overall. That's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's it's under it's under hundred k total on Jesus. PlayStation. Really good card, really cheap. Especially if anybody has a a budget squad and you want to get somebody in, that's a nice card to do it. One thing I want to talk about is the Memphis Depay card that came out over the last week. This might just be my take, but did they miss on the three star weak foot, Haber? Absolutely. I haven't done it for that reason. I'd have yeah. done it, but I haven't, mate. Just, I think at this stage of the game, with how good team of the season defenders are, it's already difficult enough to get a good enough shooting opportunity. And if that falls onto the weak foot, you kind of, it's almost impossible to get that goal in, to be honest. Like, I want a player with at least four star because sometimes you do have to go on that left foot to get the shooting opportunity without getting blocked. And yep. yeah, three star weak foot is a big no no for me. Big turn off. Didn't do it just for that. Yeah, I was tempted, but I mean, even still, he's 760K for a three-star weak-footed striker. No, thank mm-hmm. I don't care how many stats he has. Mm-hmm. Steve, you, you agree or? Yes. Okay. I guess it was a binary question, wasn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what I get. Hey, but let's talk about your background a little bit. Um, how long have you been streaming and, and creating YouTube content? What are we in? 22 now. Uh, we're 2021 now? 2022? What are we in? What year 21. are we in? My word. COVID. <laughs> Just, honestly, I don't even know what. Um, I've been, probably about 10 years, been on doing YouTube on different channels and stuff like that. But with the It's Able channel and, and with what I've been doing, probably about five-ish years now, maybe six years now. And then full-time, it's probably been about three years now. So it's been Decent amount of time so far. Been doing all right. You're a long time FIFA player. I mean, you've been playing since the old days, or are you relatively new to FIFA? Uh, I got into FIFA about FIFA. FIFA 12 was my first FIFA, but FIFA, well, FIFA 12 was my first one with Ultimate Team, and then FIFA 13 was the first one that I actually knew what I was doing. I think FIFA 12, I had like a 20 chemistry team. I was that guy in Div 10 that couldn't win a game, had no idea how it worked. Like, I, had, I think I had Van Persie, but only because. He was a United player at that summer, like he'd signed for us. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get him in my team and didn't score any goals. You know, I, just, I had no idea what I was doing. And then 13, I figured it out. And and from there, yeah, I've pretty much just been a hardcore FIFA player for about eight years now. Yeah. Yeah. It really is something to think about back in the day. You know, that was before the, the era of Twitter and everything else. Mm-hmm. We really didn't have communication from EA on how everything worked and you kind of just had to figure it out and content creators such as yourself were a big impact on educating the community and, and putting out information so guys like you are, are doing the work for the people man they appreciate it is there anybody that influenced you to get into streaming oh definitely 100 percent. so when i was when i was that like 14 year old kid playing one of the old fifas i used to have a my iPad and a TV on my drawers that I had FIFA on. And I would prop my iPad up and watch someone like Bateson or, or Lasty or GCR Messi or Nepenthes or someone like that. Uh, and just play the game whilst I've got them on the background, almost as if it was like a podcast, just listening. And, you know, half time I glanced over, see what they're doing. There's so many people that got me into all this. I, I would say biggest ones would probably be someone like, like Nepenthes or, or GCI Messi. Uh, I don't think creates content anymore, but he was, he was massive back in the day and, and, and a big inspiration. Bateson, for sure, for, especially on the streaming side. Nick28T was a big one as well on the streaming side. But yeah, I, I watched them all. I watched literally everyone. As far as your content goes, what do you try to focus on when you create content? I just like to show people what you really can get from SBCs. With all the share play stuff, my goal 
is just to kind of show people, hey, you know, here's 20 or 30 of these packs before you do it. You know, if you really want to do it, this is likely what you're going to get because this is what we average for 20 or 30 people. Um, so it's kind of show people what the SBC can give out before they go and either waste their coins or spend their coins on it. And then the odd sort of like, I like rating people's teams and stuff like that just to help people out. But yeah, overall, just more on the, like an informational service, really. It's just kind of like what I see myself as. Yeah. It's more than that. I mean, it's, it's, it's entertainment as well, you know, especially like the menu streaming and stuff like that. Steve, you actually did a, a menu stream sort of yesterday. You went for two hours streaming menus and it, I think it was by accident, wasn't it? Completely by accident. Yeah. It was just, it was just down to chat being bastards, really. I, I couldn't oh, get out on. of the menus. They were just, they, they were bad. winding me up all that. Was, you were there. You were part of it. You, you were one of the ringleaders. <laughs> I, I couldn't get out of it. It was, it was, I was turning into bloody Castro just doing pack openings and I only had about 10 packs. Oh God. Just trying only to deal with you. Were, rec- were a reflection of Castro. Huh? You just, you didn't, no, you didn't go all the way into Castro, did you? Not, not quite, no. Um, but yeah, this is a bit, bit strange for me being a gameplay guy, but this is all right. I quite enjoyed it. Um, while I'm in here as well, uh, I've done, obviously interested in talking to Haber about how he got into things and what have you. I've been doing a bit of research of my own, as, as I like to do when we, when we have guests on the pod, because oh, here it comes. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by, by where the, the social media handle came from. So I thought I'd, I'd have a quick Google of its Haber, and it led me to the Wikipedia page of Fritz Haber. Don't know if it's some sort of relation or no. It's, there's kind of good news and there's bad news. I thought maybe like a great grandfather or something, but no. He was a German chemist who received the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1918. I mean, that's the good news. Bad news is, yeah, I've heard about what he did to people. He's not a good guy, is he? He, he was also considered the father of chemical warfare. Yeah. Uh, for, for his years of pioneering work developing and weaponizing chlorine and other poisonous gases during World War One. So to be honest with you, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that it's, it's somebody like that that's, that's inspired your, your social media name. Would you care to defend yourself? No, no correlation, no relation, nothing like that. Um, <laughs> Haber is, it's a really dumb story. I'll be honest with you where it came from. So, uh, my brother got into all the YouTube stuff way before I did. He's about three years older than me. He was looking at like YouTube names because he wanted to be like a Call of Duty trick shotter at the time. And he was like just translating random words into like Google Translate and then just picking random languages. So I was like, me being the younger brother, basically mimicking everything he does all the time, did the exact same thing. And I believe Haber is like the word hope in Danish, I think. I don't even remember it now, which is really bad. But yeah, without the without the accents on it. It's a, honestly a, such a dumb story, but that's that's kind of where it came from. And it just stuck. Literally, it's just stuck. I think it means to have in German as well. There you go. Uh, I think it means news in Turkish as well, which again, no correlation. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so <laughs> You're wrong for that, Steve. The questions that matter. That's what we're all about. <laughs> hmm. Paul, before we went uh, off the rails about chemical warfare, we were talking about <laughs> streaming and content creation. What uh, what have you found to be most difficult about streaming? Because you've, you've started to stream yourself pretty consistently. Um, last year in 21, you're taking a little bit of a break, getting back into it now. But what do you find to be most challenging on new streamers? I'm just a bit shit, really. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, well, well, I'll say it as it is. And, you know, when it comes to tech, I'm absolutely useless. 
So that is my biggest challenge, starting the stream. Once we're up and running, we're away. But um, getting all the things sorted out just so that we can have a smooth stream is my, my biggest issue. But um, going on to, to streamers, I think Haber sort of, maybe not put himself down a bit there, but this is how people get into the game and get passionate about the game and it through seeing these guys creating content. They make it look exciting. They make, you know, the... The good ones get that across, you know, and, and it's uh, it's contagious. And it you watch a, a decent content creator, it makes you want to play the game. Yeah, that's what got me into FIFA. You know, just watching content. Yeah, it's more than that, though. It's like uh, like for me when I started out, I started off watching Michael Bell. He was the first person I got into watching, and I still watch Mike, and I still watch Zwayback, Which you know they keep you entertained, especially Zwayback. He's he's in my opinion, he's probably the most entertaining. As far as the gameplay side and what he brings to, to streaming and, and creativity, but they really do have an influence on you know content creator and you know and streamers. They influence the community. Now I've, I've been in some of your streams, Haber. It's it's always pretty positive. You know, there's you got some really good mods that kind of keep the trolls at bay. But what do you think creates such a toxic community with this with this FIFA community? Oh, um, you know what I mean? Like, why is it, it seems like FIFA is just like a niche community? It's just extremely, extremely bad. Yeah, um, I think it being a football game is is part of it. Football's so passionate as a sport, isn't it? Like, if someone, if you find a rival fan that disagrees with your views, like that, that you can go head to head so easily. And I think FIFA is very similar. I think ego is a little bit of it as well. Like, I think we all look at ourselves as good FIFA players, and then you get humbled by someone and. There's a lot of people that can't take that very well. I think that's where especially the messages come from. I know FIFA is probably the only game that I've seen that gets the amount of rage messages to another person. Like, you know, you don't see it much in COD or in Fortnite or any game like that. But in FIFA, like, you can play 30 weekend league games and get 10 rage messages pretty easily. And I think a lot of that is ego and, and humbling someone and then they just can't take it. Their ego is so fragile uh, I know that's me as well. When I lose and I get mad at the game, is because my fragile ego can't take losing to someone that I think's bad at the game. I also think that partially it's, it's because there is very little of a skill gap between the average players in this game as well. You take someone maybe like a silver one player and a gold one player. The silver one player can win out of ten games. Uh, you know, two, three, four games maybe sometimes if it if the RNG doesn't go the gold one player's way sometimes and uh. I think that's also a part of it. It can be so infuriating to know your ability and not be able to win. You know, you don't see that in, in other games. You don't see there being so little of a skill gap at times where you can't beat someone you are so much better than. So I think it's a culmination of, of those things. And then other, other aspects in it as well. But it, yeah, as much as this community is pretty toxic, I think this one thing this community is really good at is it does come together at times as well that I, that I don't see a lot of communities do. And, you know, if there's ever something... You know, there's been several charity events that I think that some of the top streamers have done, and and there's been, you know, the as much as I think they're silly, the boycotting things often bring people together as well. Um, so I think it goes both ways. To be honest, it kind of swings and roundabouts. Yeah, Steve, you like to get your opinion on this side of it. You, you've mentioned this before. Say you have delay, right? And Haber kind of hinted to it. You would lose to somebody that you know you're better than, or you at least feel you're better than, but the game's being delivered to you so much slower. And when that guy's bridging you, you know, doing the, the, the angle bridge or whatever it is, and he's scoring at will because you can't react. And then he does the, the celebrations and, you know, it's, it's extremely frustrating because one, it's the only game where you can spend 20 to 25 minutes playing a game and get absolutely nothing for it. 
You don't get enjoyment in some games because of the delay, the inconsistencies, and then you get literally nothing as far as rewards go, which you shouldn't be rewarded for losing. But at the end of the day, it's a video game and you're putting time into it. So you ought to get something. What do you think about that aspect of it? Does that drive a lot of the the negative messages and, and activity you see? Well, yeah. And I mean, you can factor into that as well, that there might be some poor guy that's putting himself out there as a foot coach who's streaming in delay and is getting bridged to hell and, and battered eight too and can't do anything about it. Not that that's ever happened um, to me. Uh, it's incredibly frustrating when you get that kind of thing. And I think part of the problem is that when you're in that kind of situation, you can't, you can't vent directly at EA, which is what you should be doing. If, if you want to vent at anybody, that's where you should be venting. Um, you can hit the button and report the connection quality now. You know, thanks very much for that. But I, I think that quite often people do just want to vent a bit and it's, it's just so easy to send, to send a message, isn't it? Especially as I found since I've gone over to Xbox, probably a little bit more difficult on PS, but, um, on Xbox, it's just so easy. Whether or not you get more of it in, in FIFA, I'm not totally sure. I think you get, you get good and bad in every crowd, really. Um, it's just that the, the bad tends to be more vocal. Um, so, so their voices stand out a bit more, I think. I've got a mate who's a musician and he, he always says that if he's walking out after a gig, he doesn't hear the hundred people saying what a great gig it is. He hears the one voice saying, oh, that was a load of shit. Yep. You know, and that's, that's what sort of engages him. And I think that's sort of human nature, really. I, I don't know. I, I've said for a long time that I think that people kind of should be rewarded more for losing because matchmaking is set up so that if it's working effectively, I mean, I've said this so many times, if, it, if it's working effectively, you should win one, draw one and lose one. So in every session you have, you shouldn't necessarily have a winning experience, you know. So I, I think that something could be done on that front. I think that would probably make it a little bit less toxic. Um, otherwise, you know, there are great FIFA coaches out there that will help you improve. Can't think of any off the top of my head, um, but that's another route. If I think of one, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Fuck you. You can catch Steve on Twitter at the foot coach if you want to get some free coaching tips. Paul, have you been getting much abuse lately? I don't get much. Just sorry, Paul, to interrupt, but you don't tend to get that much abuse if you if you go into foot champs and quit games when you're winning four one. I, I would imagine you get quite a lot of love messages rather than hate messages. Quitting games four one. What sort of idiot would do that? We know about this, Paul. We know that you played foot champs last week. You were up 4-1 in the 90th minute and you hit forfeit. I did. Ask me why, Steve. Why, Pa? I want to know. Why? Why? I've absolutely no <laughs> good idea why. I just, I'd, said, I'd hit the pause at about the 80th minute. The ball didn't go out. 90th minute comes. The ball goes out. I pause and I quit. <laughs> we're winning 4-1. Doesn't it ask you what? if you're sure before you quit and you still... Yeah, I said, yes, I'm <laughs> fucking sure and I quit. Okay. Yes, I am an idiot. <laughs> but, you know... You know, Steve, I know the, the point I was going to make a while ago. You, you talked about matchmaking. You're set to go win one, draw one, lose one. But it's... You know, I'd like to get y'all's opinion on this one because every weekend league I play, eventually, before that 15th game, I'll get to like plus seven, plus eight ELO. And then the fury comes and it's fucking brutal. I mean, you get demolished. Like Haber was saying, you get humbled several times. It, it really is like a roller coaster. You ride it all the way up and you ride it down four or five losses. And if you play through it, obviously, you know, you start to tilt, you get worse. But is it just me or do y'all 
kind of feel the similar trend as far as you can win seven in a row and then all of a sudden you're playing people that you have no business playing. You're there by by the skin of your teeth. Can be a frustrating experience, especially if they're the the toxic type that just skill cancel all down the field and keep possession. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. I have said this a lot at the time on stream and a lot of it is just me waffling because I'm upset about losing, but I've always felt that there is some, EA have some way of trying to keep you in the same rank as much as possible. Now, I don't know, I have no idea if there's anything in the game like DDR script or anything. I have no idea. and I, I don't pretend like I know, but I do feel like there'll be times where I'm at like a plus 12, plus 13, uh, like 13 and 0 and I'm doing sick. And then my next three or four games is just incredible, 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 incredible player. And I'm losing every single game or even I'm playing against someone that I can beat and it's just not going my way. And it often feels like it just, I know obviously it's, it's people's, it's people's ranks, but theoretically there should be weekends where a gold one player can reach that elite three weekend just luckily, or he reaches gold three out of an unfortunate matchmaking. But I feel like over the year, at least most people I know are always in the same rank every, every weekend. So I don't know. It feels weird to me, but I've always thought maybe there was some way that EA just keep you at your level, but maybe via matchmaking or what, I don't know. But I mean, uh, I don't want to get sued. So that, that's just, I, I, you know, I don't actually know if anything's up or not. Just- yeah, it's strange though. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any other experiences, but sometimes if I get just straight demolished by somebody, I'll, I'll message them if they have messaging turned on. And that's, that's usually rare too, because most people haven't turned off and I'll just ask them, Hey, what, what, what rank are you? You know, like, where do you usually finish? One time I think I got beat like, six nothing and i couldn't create anything he was just smothering me and he was top 100 so he Mm -hmm. says and i went and looked it up on what used to be footwidge you could track the the monthly winners and sure shit and here i am at goal three why am i playing that person yeah so it's it has to be something with the 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 blend of matchmaking whether that be there's a, a set priority level of skill rating slash location and if there's nobody in this ring you're just going to play people that are better or worse than you it's out there every weekend on the Champions Channel. All you've got to do is look through the games of people that are on the Champions Channel and you'll see people in the top 100 matched up against people who finish silver one, gold three all the time. Yeah. It, it doesn't work as it should do. And that's what I mean. Like, theoretically, you should, there should be weekends where that gold one player, if he's sometimes getting those 21s, those 20s, those 22s, like, there should be a weekend where he goes and gets that 23. Um, if, if it is what they say. And, and I believe there was a guy on Twitter from EA saying that it, if they can't find someone within your ELO, it will just go via location. You know, like where I live in the UK, there's a lot of people playing champs. And I imagine most of those people aren't as good as me. Not that I'm a great player, but I imagine most of them aren't as good as me. If I can't find someone around my rank at like 4am, surely I'm playing, you know, Dave around the corner who's got on for the first time in champs with his, with his bronze squad. You know what I mean? But yeah. apparently not. Apparently I'm playing you know, hashtag whoever it is from East London in his, in his HQ with his, with his headband on ready to absolutely destroy me, you know? So it just doesn't make sense to me. With his headband on. <laughs> that guy with his bronze team, that's the ones that Paul likes to play, right? <laughs> I love to play those ones. But you make a really good point here, but I think I get the same rank week in, week out. I might go up on the odd week and the very odd week, down on the But you'd think, I'd get lucky one week and hit that elite, you know, but it just, it just doesn't happen. You just seem to hit that, that certain level. And then you see, and you see, you know, as soon as you start the game, you're in five minutes in and you're like, Oh man, 
and they absolutely spank you, you think, oh, let this matchmaker might be a little bit luckier next time and you get a similar sort of play and it seems to be four or five in a row at the middle of my weekend. It's so objective though. I mean, it's it's so easy to say that, but I mean, who's to say it wasn't just it's all in your head, you know? True. There's been several times where you start playing and, and I'm like, you know, I'm at sitting on 17 wins with like six or seven games left. I'm like, oh yeah, surely we can get elite and lose every single game until you get to the point where you can't go to elite. And I get pissed off about it, but eventually you have to come to the conclusion that it, a lot of that was probably in your head. That's just how I think. What do you think, Steve? Well, the flip side of this is that, I mean, obviously myself, Hunter and Paul, we're all part of the Foot Academy Discord. And we all know that, you know, there's been plenty of examples of people that have been in the Patreon throughout, throughout the year through FIFA 21 that have improved ranks, you know, that, that have significantly improved ranks and that have stayed there. So it is possible, you know, I mean, I did, to be honest with you, I think that a lot of it is down to the fact that we become ingrained with our habits and it's very difficult to break habits. And that normally when it comes to coaching, that's what a lot of it is about. It's about identifying the bad habits that people have got into and, and fixing those. So if you've got certain habits that are holding you back and you're not aware of them, that's going to hold you back in terms of improving your ability and your ranking and what have you. I think that's a big part of it. But I'm, I'm a big believer in, in sort of mobility when it comes to ranking. I think people can improve. I think it's probably actually easier to improve than it is to get worse. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say declining is pretty hard on FIFA. Um, yeah, I know I agree with you. And then, and I think that mentality is massive on FIFA. I, right. I, I, I'd be example number one of that. Like, you know, I, first few weeks of FIFA when I'm buzzing, I'm fresh and ready to go. I've got the new team and everything. I'll go hit elite those first couple of weeks. And then, Last few weeks of FIFA, I'm absolutely exhausted, mentally fatigued, don't care about the game anymore, and I'll struggle against everyone. It, uh, so I think mentality is definitely uh, a big factor. I just feel like the, there are times in the weekend where I will start amazingly well, and there'll be people that I know I can beat that I don't beat, and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's just because it's in my head. And there'll be times where I where I start appallingly badly, and I'm that person that the other guy knows he can beat but doesn't be. And I get that win against that guy. And maybe that's just the game itself. I do think this game is definitely built for an underdog. I think that with the through balling and the AI auto blocks is definitely an underdog sort of game. I feel like the underdog definitely sees a lot more victories than it should. So it, it, yeah, it, it could be as simple as it's just the, the way you play and, and, and the matchmaking. Uh, but you know, I like to leave that door open a little bit. EA tomfoolery, a little bit of foul play in there. Maybe who knows? Allegedly theory who knows well you can really see it too in the in the pro scene here lately especially in this title and last year too but you know tex came out and said that uh he had that quote that he had after one of those competitions you know nobody likes playing and anybody can win but we're here you know it's like yep look at how many different winners we had this year in all competitions you didn't have you know just two or three guys just dominating the pro scene i mean everybody from every spectrum is, is winning tournaments that to me, that's that's very indicative of how random this game can be, and how unfortunate you can be as a player uh, when you come up against somebody that's way better than you and still come out on the other end. That's one thing I hope to see that they adjust with twenty two, and I think that's going to make a difference with that switch they talked about. Yeah, the com- the competitive mode switch, I think it's called, isn't it? Yeah, I've been playing lately without the jockey assistance on because all the other settings. That's how I play normally, but I had the jockey assistance on. And it's, it's different. You feel more responsive, but you overshoot a lot. 
I've seen a lot of people doing this in, in the name of preparing for FIFA 22. And I, I think it's a complete, I think it's a fool's errand, to be honest with you, because the manual jockey that we have in 22 is very unlikely to be anywhere near as difficult as it is in FIFA 21. Because, you know, this good old little Timmy, little Timmy is going to struggle like hell with that. And little Timmy is going to start losing games 10 nil. And little Timmy is not going to play the game if he loses games 10 nil. So I, I think it's a bit of a fallacy. I, I don't think that the, the manual jockey that we've got in this year's game is going to be anything like next year's game. So uh, if you're doing that, in my opinion, you're just putting yourself through a world of pain for, for no good reason at all. But, you know, have fun. Well, I disagree. I think it, it it's a brain <laughs> exercise, man. It, it helps your brain to understand when you need to let up. I mean, that's physics. You can you can say that all you want about how it's going to feel. Of course, it's going to feel different, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a new game. So hopefully you're wrong and hopefully it's just going to help me, but I'll be the first to admit it, maybe, if I'm wrong. Can I just hop in here with a question for Paul? Because talking about like um, skill gap and whether you can move up or down in rankings, I know that Paul's Twitter biography, I think it is, or his Twitch biography, says that he is the best FIFA player in his street as far as he knows. Have you checked that recently, Paul? Do you know if that's still true? Are, are there any other players? I don't ask. So then I am still the best FIFA player in my street as far as I know. <laughs> Plausible deniability, I respect it. If I start asking people and, you know, John down the roads, a fucking top 100 player, I'm no longer the best FIFA player in the street, so we'll just, you know, I'll ask our last, maybe one at Neighbours, but I'm not asking the whole street. The less you know, the better. Yeah, unless I've spanked them in weekend league, then <laughs> then I'll, you know, I'll say, oh, did we play the other day? Uh, you know, but I'm not, uh, I'm not getting into that. But yeah, I'm still fucking useless. <laughs> I love Paul's, Paul's dry sense of humour, man. He's always there, never disappoints. No, he's not joking. Oh, no, I'm useless. <laughs> so this is the time of year, Steve, you mentioned earlier, the game's kind of coming to an end. Everybody's kind of just playing with different players, different game modes, trying different things, trying to enjoy the game. This is usually the point where I just take a break from FIFA altogether, start playing different games, doing different things, going outside more before the new one comes out. Because the when the new title comes out, I mean, I'm going to be so indulged with it, probably like all of us, but. What do you like to do, Haber, when you're not playing video games, streaming, doing FIFA? What, what do you like to do outside of the of the work, especially now with COVID, right? It's hard to do anything. Yeah, there you go. It, it really is hard to do stuff. Um, I play a bit of football. Make shit up, man. Make something exciting up. Yeah, um, really into my stocks. Uh, yeah, going from a pound to a million right now. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what do I do? I, yeah, I just I play a bit of football. I, I, I'm doing fitness stuff at the minute so you know i'll go to the gym or i'll go uh go out on a walk or something um what else i don't know really my yeah, my life's pretty boring at the minute to be honest um i like to play other games other than fifa at the minute i'm just playing a lot of football manager ironically it's pretty much the most similar thing you can get i guess have you tried the new pez the free one no i haven't either i mean for brand deal purposes i won't shut that door but no i don't intend on uh, playing that <laughs> game anytime soon let's just say that yeah, makes sense. I've tried Pez back in the day before they came out with this new one, and it's just not. It's not, is it? It's not, no. It's not it. Yeah, it's not. It. They come out there and they say, oh, Pez, Pez, Pez. Like, no, oh, Pez fucking sucks. Like, no, it sucks. It's awful. It's trash. It's absolute trash. Yeah. If it's your first game, maybe. If like that's your first, your first introduction and you haven't tried FIFA, then maybe I can see why people like it. But 
if you play Ultimate Team for a decent amount of time and you go to PES, you'll see just it's just a, a shell of what Ultimate Team really is. They they're like one thing with EA, they have nailed Ultimate Team. I can't even deny it. As much oh, as I wish oh, they'd yeah. fix certain things, it is the best game I've ever played in my entire life and the best concept I've ever played in my entire life. And you know, I don't think I'll ever change that opinion. It's a shame, really, because if if PES could develop my team. Not only would it give us an alternative, it would also give EA such a massive kick up the backside to sort out a lot of things in foot. But they've just, they've got a monopoly at the minute. And it's, it's a shame that yeah. Pez just can't sort my team out a bit because until they do, it's always going to be irrelevant, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, they're throwing money at licensing. Like that's going to make a difference. I don't care if I can use Roma FC in Pez and <laughs> AS, whatever it is in, in FIFA. I don't, I don't care. Like they don't get what we like in FIFA. I just, I don't think they understand why we like Ultimate Team so much. Would, yeah. would you still play FIFA if if Man United suddenly became Manchester Reds? Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't bother me. Yes, I'd like to use United players, but I mean, EA would, they they would still have United players, right? It'd just be a different club, wouldn't it? It'd just be, you know, Man United Red or whatever, but it, you know, I'd still, I'd still be able to use the Rashfords, the Brunos and whatnot, so it wouldn't be too big a problem. If they, if they, do, if it went from Bruno Fernandes to Bruno Hernandez, then... <laughs> I don't know. Well, that would be. That's where you draw the line. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to get a different job if that happens. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's important. Me personally, I don't. I don't care about aesthetics of a game. I don't care about names, Piemonte, Calcio, whatever the fuck they want to call them. But to me, they can make the cards black and white. Mm-hmm. They could just put names on a screen. I want to play it. I want to enjoy it. You know what I mean? But I know that's not for everybody. Some people prefer menus and, and prefer the the menu aspect of the game, which in itself is an entirely different portion of, of FIFA and Ultimate Team. But we were talking about teams and uh, players with licensing. I want to move on to a pretty hot topic in the football world right now, non-FIFA, Lionel Messi. Where do we think he's going to end up? And do we think there's going to be any implications on FIFA if he were to change leagues? Yeah, I, I think that he's going to throw a real curveball. I don't think that this story is going to end as people anticipate that it will do. Everybody seems to think that he's going to go to PSG or one of the big European clubs. I don't see it playing out like that. I, I don't think I don't think Leo Messi would have it in his heart to actually to oppose Barcelona. I just I can't imagine it. I don't think he's that kind of guy. He's been there since he was thirteen. Yeah, it's, it's a hell of an attachment. It would it would have to feel like a betrayal to actually try and inflict a defeat on them. I would have thought. I, I don't know. I, I don't think he needs the money in particular. I don't think that's going to be a driving factor in his decision. And I know that as a kid, he grew up as a mad keen supporter of Newell's Old Boys, which uh, everybody who plays foot will know of because it's basically that badge that has knob written on it, N-O-B. So that's who Newell's Old Boys are. I can see him surprising everybody and just going back to Argentina, kind of in the way that Carlos Tevez did. And just to wind up Leeds United fans, I think if he did do that, Marcelo Bielsa would get on his bike and go back and manage one of his former clubs. So, yeah, that's my take. Leo Messi and Marcelo Bielsa to Neil's old boys. You heard it here first. But yeah, I agree. I think he goes back to Argentina. I think it's going to be the classic Cinderella ending, whatever the hell you want to call it. But I think he's going to ride that horse out of Barcelona and go all the way back home. And, and that's where he's going to retire. I mean, he just won the Copa America. That's that was like the last thing on his bucket list, you know. Haber, where do you think he's going to end up? What do you think? Uh, what do you think he's going to do? And sort of like Varane, do you think he's going to be more expensive if he goes to say the Premier League? If some odd thing were to happen like that, or PSG to go and, and play with Mbappe? Oh, I don't know. I, I see him going to PSG. I see him just just. It seems like the easiest move. 
it, obviously his wage is going to be ridiculously expensive. He's so it's it's he's going to have to go to a club with a lot of money. And I mean, looking at the financials, clubs at the moment, realistically, who can afford him? Man City, PSG. I don't think United would get him. I don't think we could afford him with our wage structure at the moment and the fact that we've just kind of fixed it after it being in such turmoil for the last decade. Um, we finally got rid of Alexis Sanchez. I don't think he'd come to United. I Yeah, I see I see him either at City or PSG. The fact that City just signed Grealish and supposedly paying him, what, £370,000 a week. I see him going to PSG. I, I, I can't fathom him not in a Barca shirt. There's, I just can't. I can't picture it. It's gonna ha- I'm going to have to watch him with my own eyes on TV, you know, playing for PSG for me to be able to believe it. I just can't. I, my entire life, he has been the GOAT at Barca. It just doesn't, I, I don't know. I can't picture it, but it's almost a bit sad, isn't it? Kind of kind of makes me a bit sad that he, that this is happening, but Barca's fault in it. Their own fault they brought it on themselves. I think as a football fan, that's got to be the dream move though, hasn't it? PSG. I mean, every football fan surely wants to see Messi, Mbappe and Neymar. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, I I would say, I think Mbappe is going to go though next year, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but didn't, I, I read somewhere that Neymar left Barca to try and get out of Messi's shadow and I mean, you know, he's coming straight back and living in that shadow again. I feel a bit bad for Neymar, but I mean, that's a delightful trio. It's just if that trio is, is effective, I guess, is, is the next question. Yeah, it's sad that the, I guess you call it the end of an era because all the reports say, regardless of where we know he's going, we know he's going somewhere. I mean, it's not going to be Barcelona. When Ronaldo left, I kind of had that same feeling like he went to Serie A and it's like, man, I just love watching the, the Classico, you know, and Ronaldo and Messi. And we haven't had one of those in a while and we probably won't yeah. ever have one again. Uh, you know, two mm-hmm. of the greatest players we'll ever see. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see where he goes. But to your point about seeing him in a in a shirt, anything other than Barca. I said the same thing about Tom Brady when he left the Patriots. I don't know if you watch NFL football. I don't know if Steve loves Tom Brady, but Ugh. I said, I can't imagine him wearing anything other than a Patriots uniform. And you see him in a Tampa Bay Bucks uniform and it's like, ah, that's weird. And then he wins a Super Bowl, which. Hunter, just stop, right? You've seen him kiss Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, on the fucking lips, right? But you're telling me it's weird to see him in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey. Okay. Strange Hugh Patriots fans, man. I don't get it. Tough time for us now. Cam Newton leading the pack anyway. On the lips. Paul, you got anything to add on this? You've been quiet. No, I just think it will be so strange not seeing him in that Barca shirt. Yeah. It's like, it, it just belongs at Barca. I don't know. We were talk, I was talking to somebody today and I just feel like he's still good. Something's going to happen and he's still going to end up staying at Barca. Somehow, it just doesn't just doesn't seem right that he's, he's leaving Barca. We kind of had similar stories last year about, you know, he was leaving, he was leaving, and all of a sudden he stayed, you know. And- yeah. Barca are so broke right now, though. I don't think people realise just how broke Barcelona are. Supposedly, he's offered to take a 70% pay cut to stay at Barcelona, if, if what I've read is true. And they still can't afford him. The, the Barcelona are in a real mess. Mm. Not just that, they have to cut, is it 200 million in wages as well? Yeah. Like they, I don't think they can even unveil the likes of Aguero or Depay yet. I'm pretty sure they still have to offload three or four players before they can unveil those signings. So they are really in the mud right now. They they they're offering Griezmann to everyone. Every I think Charlton got a phone call for Griezmann last week. So <laughs> they're uh, they're offering Griezmann to everyone. So they are really they're they're screwed, man. That's it's sad to see because they were 
you know, one half of the powerhouse Real Madrid Barca duo that we've seen for the last two decades, and and now they're Portsmouth. Mm. Glad you said Portsmouth and not Sunderland. That could have gone <laughs> bad quickly. I was about to say it. You beat me to it. <laughs> I'm sure Messi brings a lot of revenue in for Barca as well. Like a lot on the yeah. the other side of it, you know. So that sure. that can't help in Barca's financial situation. Well, I don't have anything else to add this week. Haber, you want to clarify the Fritz Haber situation one more time? Let's clarify any brands out there. Any brands out there, I am not affiliated with Fritz Haber at all. I do not believe in chemical warfare. I'm a very brand friendly guy. <laughs> no members of my family have committed genocide to the best of my never, knowledge. Never, never. That kind of thing. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap us up this week. Haber, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate everything, uh, all the content you're pushing out for us to consume. If the people want to find you, uh, where can they get with you on Twitch or Twitter? Uh, I think everyone's, it's Haber. Yeah, I think that's just the, the plug for everywhere, really. Uh, but thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. First podcast ticked off and yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, we're welcome to come back and join us whenever you want, man. Beautiful. Loved having you. That was good, good conversation. Steve, where can they find you on Twitter and the Twitch? They can find me on Twitter and the Twitch, uh, Twitter at the Foot Coach and Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the Foot Coach. Paul. Twitter at right foot and Twitch TV forward slash right foot. You haven't changed it yet? I haven't changed it yet. I, I mean, my, nephew watch it. It. my nephew watches sometimes. I can't call it right fucking foot. So I can't send you the hat then? You can send me the hat. I'll wear the hat. My nephew might not read it, but you know. I made a hat and uh, I ordered it. It's, it's being designed. It says right fucking foot. It's not, it's not, it's not very child friendly, is it? Right fucking foot. <laughs> yeah, come it on, sounds fo- awesome. Come on, follow me at right fucking foot. Yeah. It's not, it just sounds awesome. Going, I love man. it. I absolutely love it. We might just go for it. So you, you're twisting my arm. I think you should, dude. I think we just decided that you're going to do it. Mike had banned yeah, on we, Twitch. We might do. I don't, I don't believe that you thought through your name, Paul, when you came up with it, because phonetically, there couldn't be a bigger nightmare, could there? Like every time, every week, we have to end the pod saying it's right foot with a W, and it's F-U-T, not F-O-O-T. People are going to be searching for their right foot. They are, and that's that's why it's a pretty cool name, Steve. Ah, uh, hmm. Okay. Whatever, Paul. <laughs> it's either that or I'm shit. I, I'm shit at FIFA. With you and your choice. I think right foot's a little bit more catchy. I'm fucking shit. Yeah. Like Steve's right. is very explanatory. The foot coach. The I'm shit at FIFA. Doesn't have the same ring, does it? This is the longest ending we've ever done in the history of our show. Connor, end the podcast. End it. I'm fucking going to... Sh- I'm not even plugging myself. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with more information, more content. We'll catch you then. Thanks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.